All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Ramchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. The return of Sam Gagne. Shout out to the Oilers for breaking that news 30 seconds after our show ended yesterday. Get into it with the lead. Time for jokes, Liam. No time for jokes. We got to get right in to this Sam Gagne stuff. We got to dig in. Dig in. Get, get serious. Your, get your shovels, boys. We're going digging. Sure. <laughs> Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. <laughs> live on the Oilers Nation YouTube and live from the, say it with me, Sports, Sports Closet, Closet Studio. Studio. Find them online at sportscloset.com. You guys are matching today, too? This and is also, really we didn't go. rehearse that. Yeah. Good work, boys. Oh, breaking news. Oh, did Frank tweet it? Did I, Frank tweet it? Nope. Adam oh. Ernie Clears. Frank did tweet it. Adam Ernie Clears. Did I say no? Yeah. I meant yes. Adam <laughs> Ernie. Bye-bye. See you. Uh, see you, see you in a couple time. months when the Oilers' bottom six continues to not produce <laughs> and we convince ourselves that you're the answer once again. Um, Adam Ernie down. Sam Gagne on the ice at Oilers practice. What a beautiful wow. sight it is. Gagne leading the team stretch in warm-ups. Look at him. That is a sign he's in the lineup. Well, to be fair. <laughs> oh, what's the other sign? That they have the minimum amount of players on their roster? Yeah, the uh, hands might be tied on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it sounds like Sam Gagne is going to be, or not sounds like, Sam Gagne is going to be in the lineup tomorrow as the Oilers take on the Dallas Stars. Yesterday, we speculated with the news that Ernie was going on waivers. Mm-hmm. Was it going to be gone? We really didn't think it was. We said it was too early. Yeah. Was it going to be Lavoie? 
I was kind of hoping we would get to see Raph Lavoie. That doesn't end up happening. He did do a fantastic interview with Jason Gregor, though, the yeah. other day. Yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday. It's on, on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Yeah. We should clip that. It is. It's all. It's, the 14 minute interview is on the YouTube. That's what I'm telling you. What an organization watch. we run here. Yes. Great work, boys. Great work. We're a content machine. Go watch that at the end of this show today. Um, but Lavoie kind of gave some insight into how he's feeling. I thought it was interesting where he was like, you know, I understand the long game. He seemed like he was patient, but there was a part of him that was like, hey, I understand. Maybe it's not ideal. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's not ideal for me to be playing seven minutes a game in the NHL. But he said there might be something good about that as well. Yeah, he seemed like a guy that wants his future to be in Edmonton. Yep. Not a guy that's kind of like down in the jumps, like, oh, I mm. should have made a team of Adam. Early. Yeah, why did no like, one claim me? Like, I mean, if no one claims your own waivers, did. it's kind of a message, right? A little bit, yeah. Do you ever think, do you think GMs just call other teams and like, hey, like, don't claim this guy? Uh, no. You don't think so? I don't think there's a lot of like, hey, do me a solid. Interesting. Um, anyways, did. Sam got, we also thought for a bit, it could be Brad Malone that yeah, ended up getting the call up. Thank God. Lane Peterson, we speculated on it, but he's hurt. Um, I, I'm grown. This guy new decisions <clears throat> growing on me. I know you're not as high on it, but one as our boy, Dan said on Oilers nation radio yesterday, can't be worse. Like he can't be less productive than Adam Ernie who did nothing. Sam gone. has got a Are little we bit sure of, about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Yeah, like Ernie didn't look fast. Ernie missed some scoring chances. He fought once. Yeah, uh-huh. second game against, of the season. Oh no, it was Nashville. against Nashville. Yeah, uh, Smith. Yeah. So Chris. again, I don't know. I think something different that Sam Gagne is going to provide is intelligence. Yeah. On, on the ice, not so suggest Ernie's stupid by any means, but. Gagne's played over a thousand games in this league. Also, they love him. Yeah, and this city loves him. And yeah. he clearly loves it here because he's been in now three times. I think that's what's going to benefit this team is the intelligence of Sam Gagne and someone on that fourth line. Like Derek Ryan, we've said multiple times, we don't think he's an everyday player, but mm-hmm. we do think he's an intelligent enough guy to play every night. Now, is that your two fourth line guys with whoever it may be? Yeah. Like, it's not a bad thing. Sam Gagne, the, the Finning Cat YouTube chat, you guys are bumping. All of you are excited. I'm Gagne is going to get two points. Gagne game winner. Can't wait for Gagne in the playoffs. Listen, let's just don't go on a first date thinking you're going to get married, right? Granted, this is a little bit different. This is like going on a first date with the girl you were in love with in like high school or junior high. All been there. And like, there's you know, still there feelings there. There's still feelings, feelings there. Yeah, there's still feelings it here. Could so still maybe, work. Maybe this isn't a first date, which <laughs> is can, why... I can change her. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Aaron, sneaky good line there because there are certain things the Oilers will not be able to change about Sam Gagne right now. Yes. They are not magically going to give him NHL boots. They are not magically going to turn him into a 20-goal scorer. Sam Gagne is going to be a fourth-line player on this team mm-hmm. who gives you good hockey sense can maybe help out a little bit on the PK and take some minutes away from some other players higher in the lineup, which does provide value. And he's maybe going to be able to help out on your second power play unit a little bit. All 23 seconds, they'll probably get combined <laughs> over the next week. He has been playing on all situations for Bakersfield. I like I like hearing which, that. Tell which, me more. Which is good. Um, a little bit more on the power play than penalty kill from the couple of games I saw, but he's only played three, I guess. But. Mm-hmm. Look, he, he's been in all these roles before. He's played over a thousand games in the league. He's seen everything but yeah. the playoffs, right? Did he ever play in the playoffs yet? No, because remember we traded him. That's right. Yes. As a part of like the Brodziak Athanasiu pre-trade oh, no, he, thing. He's played in the playoffs. 
For who? Played for Philly and Columbus. He's never played in it for Edmonton. Yeah, that's all, that's all I care about. Yeah, so been around the block a few yeah. times. Gagne knows what it's all about. He's going to bring something to this team that Adam Ernie didn't have. And I'm people yesterday, and I hate this comment so much, were like saying like, oh, they need him for like stronger leadership in the dressing nope. room. It's like, no, like nope. he'll definitely add to that. But the other's dressing room is completely fine. And again, if the Leon Dreisaitl comment about Stuart Skinner against Winnipeg yeah. doesn't give you an indication of that room. Mm-hmm. And also the behavior of Evander Kane for the last two years of how he's like been relatively good, all things considered. That doesn't tell you how good the dressing room is. Like, yeah. I don't know what else you want from this team. Yeah, like I don't think like the idea that the Oilers need is veteran leadership. No, Mm-mm. not not a thing. Not a thing at all. All their core guys are in years eight, nine, ten of mm-hmm. their careers. Like this veteran leadership crap has got to stop at some point. But I like Christopher Palmer's comment. McDavid and the boys love him. They do. And I think it could, they don't need it, but it could give them a little bit of a boost. I do think there's a little bit to like adding a guy who's good, keeps things loose in the room, which we know Gagne does. Like, Good. Sometimes these little stories within the story that help things out. Yeah. Like the morale of it all that we spoke about yesterday. And then come on, if he scores, do you not think oh. everyone on that bench is going to be smiling ear to ear? The barn will go absolutely yeah. crazy. Like and there's some emotional upside to this Gagne move. So who's here from the last, he was only a couple of years ago, I guess. So mm-hmm. the majority of you guys, Dry yep. Sadder, McDavid, Nuge, Nurse. I think Hyman. Oh no, Hyman. Uh, that's actually it. Mm. Wow. From 2020, that's, there is just Dry Sadder, McDavid, and Nugent Hopkins, nurse on this team. The captains. Yeah. That is actually a little bit surprising. Had a lot of roster turnover. It's almost like the Oilers' $5 million GM has been up to some things. (laughs) There you go. Cassian was the fourth high scorer on that team. Yeah, and check this out on your screen, though. It's Sam Gagne foot speed we've all been talking about right there. You know what actually would have been a couple hard strides. It would have been a hilarious bit if we played that video in like two and a half times speed. So it just looks like he zips up the ice really fast. Like, look, speed's an issue. Who says speed's an issue? Uh, But I am a little bit intrigued to see how the Oilers maybe handle this a little bit in terms of their bottom six. Like, is it as simple as you play Derek Ryan and Sam Gagne as your 10th and 11th forwards and rotate McDavid and Nuge down the middle with them? Or do you maybe do something a little differently? What could you do if Yamark's hurt, right? Like, is that what you're suggesting? Are you suggesting 12 and 6 or 11 and 7? Do you maybe play Ryan McLeod as your fourth line center? I, like, I do you maybe so. play McLeod, Gagne, and Ryan just as a line and then rotate McDavid and Nuge or Dry through with Holloway and Brown? Oh, interesting. So you're, you're, uh, what is it, 10 and 11 forward mm-hmm. would be Holloway and Brown. Yeah, I like yeah. McDavid idea. and Drysaddle split up a little bit because remember you're playing. This Dallas. is not accurate, but this can help your eyes. Yeah, little. yeah. There, this is a good visual for the listeners. I mean, this is going to and if one person comments about the fact we still have the orange jerseys on DFO, I'm coming through that camera. We're fighting. <laughs> so why are we changing those? <laughs> People always act like it's we're the ones who make these. We don't make these. We just put the graphic on the screen. It's dailyfaceoff.com. Um, the idea being one. You're playing Dallas. They're going to want Miro Haskinen on the ice against the Oilers stars basically 24-7, the entire game, all 60 minutes. Yep. If you can pull McDavid and Dreisaitl off that matchup and give them really good wingers, which again, I know Connor Brown, Dylan Holloway haven't scored yet, but I think we could all admit there's some offensive upside there. If you could keep them split up or split them up every once in a while, get them away from Haskinen, that'll help your matchup game a little bit. Give Ryan McLeod... Sam Gagne and Derek Ryan. I mean, maybe that's not a great spot to put Ryan McLeod in, but it's not like he's been producing a lot. 
he's been trustworthy. So you have a fourth line that you could probably trust a little bit. I don't know. I just think if you're going to go 11 and seven and you're going to be pulling McDavid and Drysaddle to play with those extra forwards, put McDavid and Drysaddle in the best spots for those minutes. And that's probably with Holloway and Brown. Yeah. And I like the idea that you were just saying of like trying to move Heiskanen away from those guys as much as you can. Yeah. Definitely more beneficial at home than it is on the road some nights for the others to do that. I, yeah, you know, it doesn't always have to be that fourth line as the odd pairing. And maybe that just benefits the fourth line too of having consistent line mates all the time and mm-hmm. doing all that. And I think the McLeod definitely brings the speed in that. He's probably that he could probably do two laps around the ice before Ryan and Gagne get around one, <laughs> to be honest. Bring some speed like, to that group. Why not? And but Gagne in the in the American League was playing with Borgo and Lane Peterson. And just his intelligence made them better. Like yeah. knowing where to be on the ice. He knows where to put the puck. He knows where to be on the ice. And that can be, a, that's a very valuable thing. And obviously Dylan Holloway and, and Connor Brown are great players and going to be great players in the NHL. But Gagne, again, has, has been around the block. He can, I think he could help. How do you word it? Like control Ryan McLeod a little bit more, mm-hmm. bring a bit more structure to his team rather than just like, Rah, rah, rah. we're going to run around and hit everybody skate. hard and <laughs> skate really fast as a line. Yeah. So I know you need to actually score some goals. I think that could work. I think that could be beneficial. Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll see. See what the Oilers end up doing with their lines. We'll, we'll know more about it tomorrow. Yeah. So. Should, should one day they just try the, the core four down the middle? You go McDavid, Dry, Nugent. Need to go 12 and 6 for that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you need healthy players. So maybe, <laughs> but then again, this just goes back. Like when Yanmark is back, I guess you could go 12 and 6 and healthy scratch one of Deharnay and Broberg. Yeah. Yeah. It's a decent ish idea. Um, I don't know. I just, so I think Jay Woodcroft's comments yesterday kind of show a little bit about how he views this lineup right now. He said Adam Ernie is paying the price for a group that isn't producing. And he yeah. said they need more. From and his direct quote is the bottom five. To me, that shows the guys he rolled with in the top six last game, he believes in as the top six. Keep them going forward. And honestly, I think Dry Sidle McDavid Fogel was a pretty good line. I also was very impressed with how well Hyman Nugent Kane moved up. Yeah, and down they, were, they were very yeah. good because Kane was playing his game. I he, think Kane is the heartbeat of whatever line he can yep, be on. I think you're bang on with that. So I don't touch that top six. So then it's all about when you need to play those extra forwards, how do you split McDavid and Drysaddle in there? And that's why I think it maybe makes sense to knock McLeod down, play him with Gagne or Ryan, and then give Holloway and Brown more gravy minutes with more talented centermen. And I think with Holloway and Brown too. You want to get them going. There's an element of that too. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think it's a confidence issue in the two of them. I think they're both out there getting opportunities. But if you can get someone who's going to go in there like a dry saddle and make life a little bit easier on mm-hmm. the two and put them in better spots, then yeah. that's going to be massively beneficial for the team down the line. And also we can stop hearing about Connor Brown going on waivers. Crazy. Stuff. Oh yeah. That's really, really dumb. Um, I saw I, someone yesterday on Twitter goes, can someone please point out the downside to doing this? Uh, you would lose Connor Brown. You would lose Connor Brown. Name me one other player that got signed for take away the bonus yeah. uh, for $775,000 in the summer. That is better than Connor Brown. Uh, none. It doesn't exist. That's exactly. how much money the Oilers had, and they spent it in the right place. It's kind of funny that Jeff Jackson was his, his agent, yep. and now he's the president of hockey operations, and he was the one who wanted the games. I think that's a little bit ironic, to be honest. A little bit. <laughs> the, the other thing, too, is like general morale. 
Yeah. Like, how do you think that room reacts if one day before Connor Brown is set to lock in his bonus that he's getting because he's doing you a solid this year, which I think is getting quite overlooked in all of this. He didn't have to do this. He did not have to do this. He did this to come try help the Edmonton Oilers win. If you look at him, spit in his face and say, go spend the rest of the year in Bakersfield, buddy. (laughs) That's a real piece of shit thing to do. And that locker room is going to remember it. And every other agent in the NHL is going to remember that. Future free agents will not forget that move. And people are like, oh, I'm making too big of a deal about that. No, it's not true. It 1000% is true. Yeah, it's a million. You don't think Connor McDavid's going to sit there and go to Jeff Jackson's office and be like, or Ken Allen's office and say, I literally went and got dinner with this dude (laughs) and convinced him to cut us a deal. And you just screwed him over like that? Yeah. Come on. And Nuge Lover in the Finning Cat YouTube chat. Honestly, Brown has gotten better every game. And once he breaks through, gets the monkey off his back, it's really going to help the team. Yes, you did not sign Connor Brown to help you in the first 10 games of the season. You signed Connor Brown to help you in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. to help you down the stretch over the course of an 82-game season. And he will be fine. He's an upgrade on Kyler Yamamoto. Come on. I I agree, Tyler. And that's something... It's just... Dumb. It's just dumb, dumb <laughs> people who think they're playing franchise mode on NHL 04. Like, get real. It is a it is a massive overreaction. Uh, Connor <laughs> Brown is third on the team in. Oh, is that right? Never mind. Scratch that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, like you said, and I've said this one for a bit now. Yeah, you don't need your team to be perfect on night one. Mm-hmm. You need them to. Basically be perfect after the trade deadline is coming past. Yeah. And I mean, granted with the Oilers, a little bit of pressure because of your slow start, but vibes are good right now coming off the BOA. You're not as worried about it. He will get a goal. And then once you get one, I think he'll keep buzzing around Mm -hmm. it. And plus two, he just does. I don't know. I think he does a lot for this team. He is currently sixth on the team right now in takeaways. Evan Bouchard, Derek Ryan has seven this season. Kind of a weird stat. Yeah. It's always weird how it's tracked rank to rank. It is. Nuge McDavid dries out of, but just the example is he's doing a lot. He's doing, I, minutes I have minutes. liked his game, even though the production's not there. Yeah. I agree. First couple games of the year, he was invisible since then. He's been shooting the puck. He's been going to some good areas. I, I generally like Connor Brown. Um, all right. That was our Sherwood Ford giant question of the show. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford. their fantastic sales and parts department. And the fact that they got something new going on out in Sherwood Park. Boom. You all know Free Spirit Marine and Power Sports have been around since 1985. They are teaming up with the good people at Sherwood Ford to create Sherwood Power Sports and Marine right in the heart of Sherwood Park. Sleek, all-black exterior of the building. A 91,000 liter, 91,000 liter test pool. I, so when you go... Put Liam your, in that pool. I don't get that. Like... I just like that is so big. 91,000 of these, Liam. Got to test out your boat. That's just a lot of water. And now to celebrate, <laughs> I will drink one liter straight live on the air. This is full. Guys, settle down. No. Hilarious bit. Let's Guys, see if we no, can drink 91,000 no. liters of water by the end of the and season. Whoever, Show's getting crazy today, man. You can't pee until we're done. That'd be impossible, right? Like, there's no way. Yes, you're yeah. Yeah. Like over the course one. of a season, how many liters is that per oh, show? Not one sitting. Okay, so in one hour. last year we did what? 228 shows? Yeah, we just like yesterday was our 250th show. 
Okay, so last year we did 228. Oh, yeah, no, it's impossible. We'd have to drink 399 liters of water a show. We can't do it. Bits cancel. It's, it's 250. Yesterday was 250. Yesterday was 250. My one year at the company is today. Go. It's been one hell of a 365 Congrats, snaps yep. for everybody. So, wait, if it's 91 liters, 91,000 liters. 91,000 liters? 91 liters would be nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How could you test a boat in that volume? <laughs> I don't know. I never thought about it. I thought you said 91,000. 91,000 liters. That's an even, if you thought 91 liters, how big does you Whoa. think that pool was? I don't know. I just said 91. <laughs> That's a big pool. Though. We could not drink that much water in a year. So how much was it? It was 300 liters a show. Whoa. So 100, 100 liters, liters each. Yeah, we can't do that. Each. We can't do that. Sometimes Sorry, everybody. Don't put me in a box. Mike, <laughs> that means we would have to leave. We could extend the show. <laughs> yeah, what? Make it... 12 hours? <laughs> Even that's impossible. And Tyler Mulek warns us that water poisoning is a real thing. What? Yeah, I've heard about that. There was a lady, I think it was in the States. I'm Googling. And a radio station did a contest of like, if you could drink, it was like three liters of water in one sitting, like you win a prize and she died. No. How do you get poisoned? It's too much water. But we're made of water. You like drown yourself, I think. <laughs> Get out. Drown yourself. Google it. Tyler Mulek's not uh, lying. 90. No way. This can't be real. I'm Googling it that says Thank that you. this is a real thing. Yeah, bro. You have to be careful. Poison? The study report that hyponatremia symptoms can develop if a person drinks three to four liters of water in an extremely short period of time. One case, a soldier drank 1.9 liters of water in an hour. And that started um, it. In Flute his says the the thing I'm referencing. It was whoever could drink the most water won a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not funny. Nintendo Wii's out here. Yep. Um, Naeem says it messes up the mineral mineral balance in your water. Yeah, because this is a real thing. Dangerous way says people after marathons will get sick from water poisoning. Poisoning. Mm -hmm. Now this is. I'm now, saying the word no, fatal. I, I'm not. I'm not saying you, this can't be a thing. But poisoning seems like a harsh word. Anyways, uh, short, short power sports and rain. Hope you enjoyed this ad read. <laughs> yeah, enjoy, enjoy cutting this one. Uh, All right. It reminds Frank, me of the We got to get going. Stuff. We have bits to do. Liam, Wait, Frank's not even here. But I know. You have, you have a game you want to play. Something. Well, exactly. I'm quite enjoying all the time. <laughs> Frank Saravalli is going to join us in a little bit here, like nine, ten minutes. A lot of breaking news around the NHL today. Nick Backstrom sends loose a pick. Bunch of stuff we will talk about with Frank Saravalli. But first, Liam has made a game for us. It is called Who Am I? And it's presented by our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that is making, making new, new ones. ones. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Liam, explain your game. First thing you have to explain is the light goal, which is 89. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Tangon plus minus. Who? Spoilers. Um, <laughs> the game is I'm going to give Tyler... And Aaron, sure, we'll, oh, I'll play along. And you can play along at home, too. In the comments. In the comments. But I'm going to turn off the comments so I don't see a correct answer. Yes. I'm going to give you some clues. You have to guess who it is. Bloody. Simple as that. Simple and you have, that. like, an easy one and a harder one. I have an easy one and a hard one. And these are also players within... No one's played more than 20 years ago. Okay, that's, so how I, that's how I'll do this, the game. Players who were Oilers this century. Yes. That's rad. Okay, yes. let's do it. Okay, the first one. <laughs> nice. I was undrafted and played my first NHL game in 2009. I played a total of 524 games in the league. I played 18 games with the Oilers, 13 in the playoffs. 
I spent the majority of my career with one team, but played for three. Okay. Who am I? Okay. So just to quickly go through what I remember from that. Undrafted. Oh, nine. Debuted in oh, nine. Yes. 18 career games with the Oilers. Mm -hmm. 500 career games. Yeah, also 13 in the playoffs for the Oilers. So 18 regular Did DeHarnay play? 13. Oh, nine. And no, but he could have started then. No. Also, no, we maybe last year. Spent the majority of my career with one team. And played playoff games with the Oilers. Yes, 13. Majority of my career with one team, but played with three. Debuted in 09, undrafted. So 13 games, games tells me that that's the Ducks Sharks year. Yeah, it is. I think I have my pick. Okay. I'm just thinking a little bit longer here to make sure. This is interesting because nobody in the chat has guessed this yet. I haven't looked. It's uh, not Derek Brassad. It's not Nick Bukestad. It's yeah. not Mike Green. It's got to be someone from that 2017 run, like Aaron said. So I have it narrowed down to two players. Okay, let's say the two. I'm debating my answer being either Mark Letetsu or Mark Fain. But Mark Fain wouldn't have played in those playoff games. So my answer is going to be, who else did they get? Oh, actually, mm, there's another sneaky one in here. It could, you know what? I know who it is because Mark Lutetsu played more than 18 games with the Oilers. Who am I? David DeHarnay. Aaron said I it right said off that. the top and you said no. You, oh, I thought you were Vincent I know, I know that you did. And I was like, I don't think he understood what I just meant right there. So know, I'm just going to. I wasn't going to correct you. One yeah. for me right there, baby. Yeah, Let's go. Also one for me because I didn't yeah. understand what Aaron was saying. <laughs> yes, the way David that Tyler looked at me, I was like, wait, did I say the wrong name? I was, <laughs> I was just like, dude, Vinny debuted last year. What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah. David DeHarnay, yes. 18 games for the Oilers after they acquired him from the nice. Montreal Canadiens which is the team he spent the majority of his career with. The other team he played for was the New York Rangers. Ah, yeah. So there you go. David DeHarnay. Who did he start his career with? Habs. 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 And then time. all of that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he played basically the one mm. half the season with the Oilers. He played one more year than he played in Europe. Okay, the next one. Now, this one this is, is the hard one. trickier. Shit. My first season in the NHL, my final season, sorry, in the NHL was with the Edmonton Oilers in 2012. Now, sorry, I will add with this one. I have an extra clue, but I will not read it until you okay. need it. Okay. Final year in the NHL was with the Oilers in 2012. Yes. My okay. first NHL game was in 1998 with the San Jose Sharks. I also played for the Minnesota Wild, Atlanta Thrashers, New York Islanders, Ottawa Senators, and the Anaheim Ducks. I played 676 games in the NHL and finished my career with 1,185 penalty minutes. Whoa. That was a lot of info at once. That was a lot. That was sensory so, overload. Uh, debuted in 98 for the, for the Sharks. For the Sharks. Final NHL season ever was 2012 with the Oilers. Yes. Had over 1,000 PIMS hmm. and played for Minnesota, Anaheim, and the Islanders as well. And Atlanta and Ottawa. Oh, shit. So who are the journeyman tough guys yeah. on the Edmonton Oilers who would have racked up over a thousand PIMs in their final Should we just start spitballing tough guys? Store team. <sighs> no, that's not. So, like, I mean, started his career in San Jose in the 90s. 
There's a guess on the Facebook that I think may have given it away, but no, 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 no. it's not him because he was a Canuck too. Uh, yeah, it's not Darcy Hortichuk. It's not Darcy Hortichuk. Good guess, though. That, that is, is a, a really good guess. There's a part of me. Chat. I just like the chat. Oh, I think I know who it is. Who? Is it Ben Eager? No, he's not. Oh, guess so. Ben Eager didn't play for that many teams. Okay. Um, Andy Sutton. Ooh. Ooh. It is Andy Sutton. Point for Andy. Good guess. Good guess. Were you looking at the chat? I saw someone in the chat. FICO nailed Andy Sutton on that one. My final guess was he's six foot six. The only reason I thought of that is Andy Sutton was just on some podcast somewhere and I was watching the clips and he looked like an absolute beauty. He actually looked like a really cool guy. Andy Sutton inspired this game. I don't know why last night, but when I was thinking of like, I wanted to do something yesterday, but we didn't have time to get to it. So yeah. I wanted to do it a little bit different today. And when I was thinking about the only player I could think of was Andy Sun. Mm. So I figured it'd be nice to get him in there. That was can a fun do, game. Can I we like do this that every game. Wednesday? Was that a success? Do we yeah. That? A success. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I will try and do this. Well, not try. I will do this. You know what? <laughs> Here's what I'll tell the listeners too. If we make this a bit every Wednesday, yeah. then maybe what we can do is the people who get it right going to a draw and we can do a prize every Oh, that time. is a good idea. So let me like mark that. down here. Uh, Put so it on our show FICO schedule. 72 got Andy Sutton. Yeah. And so then, did Mulek. Yeah, but he was the first person to get ah, it. Ah, so you want to do just the first person to get it. Well, yeah, no, actually, that's a that's a decent one. First yeah. person to get it will win a prize. Tyler Mulek had like six guesses before he got it right. <laughs> so Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm just will, scrolling back up this thing. There's a lot of takes in there. We'll think about it. We'll, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll workshop we'll, it for next we'll week. We'll do something. We'll workshop it for next down. week. So yeah, then also, down. who got the other one? I think it was, oh, it was Nuge Lover. Yep, Nuge Lover got it for the David Day Honey. So mm. there you go. A couple of guys who are in AFL fairly often. Good for you guys. There you go. Uh, we are sitting at 62 likes right now on the YouTube stream. So go hammer that like button. Get us up to our goal today of 89. There you go. Liam's fun game. Who am I for Alberta Blue Cross? Speaking of Alberta Blue Cross, we have something new that is live right now up at nationgear.ca, the nation vacation to the desert. Liam, where the coyotes are. We're going to Zona, Phoenix specifically. Tempe specifically. Flights, hotel, hockey. You get it all when you go to nationgear.ca and buy your way into the Oilers Nation vacation. Here is what your trip will get you. February 18th to 20th, we are going to Arizona. Round trip flights, two nights stay at the Embassy Suites by Hilton Scottsdale Resort. Well, one of you guys could look up the hot tub. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Transportation <laughs> to and from the airport in Arizona Ooh. and premium hockey game tickets in the den for Edmonton, Arizona. We are going to Mullet Arena, 5,000 seats. You are going to get an up close mm. and personal look at the Edmonton Oilers. You're going to watch a game in a way that you may never get to watch an Oilers yeah. game again, a regular season game. That is, it'll be, it'll be special. I'm i I'm pumped for this trip. I believe all three, of all us three, are, of, us all three of us are going. are going. Yeah. So we will be doing a show from, well, there. we'll be doing multi, a couple shows from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that'll from be hot, hot sun. Let's hot, go hot, hot tub. Hey, oh, there we could go. go live from the tub. <laughs> hey, everyone loves it. Boys in the bath. Boys in the bath. So remember we, we have our Seattle trip coming up in 10 days. Yes. That sold out in a matter of weeks. This one has a few more spots on it, but I'm expecting it to be more popular because it's February. Everyone will want to get out of the cold and it's incredibly unique. Like watching oh, yeah. the Oilers at Mullet Arena is going to be so cool. So if you want to get on 
You should not wait. $1,999 for double occupancy. And it's set it and forget it, which is the nice part about this. I know sometimes people will be like, whoa, 2000 bucks. Like there's a bit of sticker shock. Your flights, your hotel, your tickets to the game, all included. And all you have to do is hit like four <clears throat> buttons and your transportation to and from the airport. Say, yeah. That's like, and if, to the game. If you were to, yeah. So if, break it down like this. If you, were to, if you were to just <laughs> wind horse me, ready? <laughs> add up how much your Uber prices would be for this. Yeah. Uber to and from the airport, you're looking at probably $60 US each way. Yeah. That right there is 120 bucks US. It's called 150 Canadian. That right there, significantly off. Tickets to games in Arizona right now, you can go on StubHub or whatever, wherever you get your tickets from and look, not exactly that cheap. Your flights, also you get to hang out with us and two nights at a nice hotel in Arizona. Come on. Could we, uh, Aaron, I'm, I'm throwing this on you very short notice. Could we grab a picture of the Muller Arena and just like a yep. bit of a vantage point of what yep. people will be looking yeah, at? Yeah, get, get a nice picture of the inside that, of the Muller That would be cool. But I, I agree, Ty. I know I'll Photoshop you, us in there. Yes. When you look at the price, <laughs> and I had this debate with someone last night, Greg, I'm looking at you here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good bang for your buck, this. I know when I'm you excited. buck these trips and it's like, oh, well. It's cost me 200 there, 200 here, 200 there. I was like, yeah, but when you put all of it together, pretty much this price. Anyway. Yeah. Like like you're, a, you're getting, I love the set it and forget it sign of that. Dude, yeah. I've only ever been on one nation vacation, but I tell you, you can't put a price on how much, like you said, <clears throat> set it and forget it. It's just the easiest thing ever. You just get herded like a sheep just around yeah. by Gavin, by Dan, whoever. And it's just a great time. There's no worries with anything. You got to hang out with all of us. And it's, it's fun. It's quite the fun time. This is, um, I'm getting the photo. Because we also sit by each other too, which yeah, is the yeah. cool part about it. Yeah, we're not just like randomly around the area. We, yeah. Like we don't separate ourselves from you. We're also on the trip. Yeah, we're on the trip. So we're, we're spending all, days as, together. Um, the great Troy Bolton once said, "We're all in this together." <laughs> Thank you, Liam. <laughs> I can't believe it's Troy Bolton. Get your photo. There you go. We're going to be heading out to Arizona with our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. And hopefully you are friends watching this show. And maybe we'll even do like some cool Oilers Nation every day, kind of like live shows while we're down there. That'd oh, be yeah. Neat. I would love to. Like, come on. You're going to be watching an Oilers Look game from this place? That That's is. so sick. I'm so excited for this. Like if you've ever been to a junior hockey game and you're in like those yeah. small bonds, imagine that, but with the greatest players in the world. And let's not, let's not deny the Arizona Coyotes here. They're no slouch. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Frank Saravalli breaks this news, which would explain why he is three minutes late for our hit. He also told me he was trying to break some news, <laughs> which is why he might be late for our hit. The Ottawa Senators are making a change at general manager. Pierre Dorian is out after eight seasons at the helm in Ottawa. The team will have a press conference in about 35, 40 minutes to make the news official. Earlier today, the Senators were stripped of a draft choice. A first round pick in either 24, 25, or 26 due to the botched Evgeny Dadnov trade of a few years ago. Now, if you don't remember the backstory to all of this, at the trade deadline a few years ago, in an attempt to clear up some cap space, the Vegas Golden Knights, who at the time have had Evgeny Dadnov, traded him to the Anaheim Ducks. Mm. The trade appeared to have gone through until Dadnov raised up a hand and said, Whoa, 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 Anaheim's on my no trade list. Everyone thought how sloppy of this by the Vegas Golden Knights, right? How did you not check Dadnov's no trade list and just assumed Anaheim was on it? How did you make that bad of a screw up? Turns out it wasn't on Vegas. 
when Vegas acquired Dadanov from Ottawa and the NHL apparently has proof of this from the trade call, the Golden Knights asked the Senators when they acquired Dadanov, is there any no trade list we should be made aware of? And the Senators said no. So because of that hiccup, because the Senators did not disclose all that information to Vegas, and it ended up screwing them over in a pretty significant way at that deadline with their cap space. Yeah. The Ottawa Senators are going to have to forfeit a first-round pick, and it seems like for new Sens owner Michael Andlauer, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. A pretty heavy straw in that because, again, they're losing a first-round pick in one of the next three years, but this is all he needed. He's making a change. Pierre Dorian is out as the Sens GM. I think this is the right decision. For the Sens, yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a major screw-up. This is also a guy who has not been that well liked anyway in Ottawa for a while now. Hasn't so done a lot of good stuff. He's kind of just been he's been given a longer leash than I think a lot of other GMs would have been allowed. The NHL is coming down very harsh. Uh whether you agree or disagree, whatever you think there, but I think like you can't make a mistake like that and just screw up another team as hard as they did. Like it makes the and like the Vegas Golden Knights haven't helped themselves over the years with some of the trades they've made with some certain players and this did not look good on them, but this was not their fault at the end of mm-hmm. the day. And you don't really think about that stuff, do you? Like how you just assume every team just knows who's a trade deadline stuff. And like, yeah, no trade list. Like you think there'd be a bit of a database for that. You can cap just- friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, wasn't that a big thing when it came out that like you could just go on cap friendly and see who his no trade list yeah. was. That's so funny. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Good idea. Ottawa senators, harsh penalty by the NHL. I want to ask Frank about this actually, just like the harshness of suspensions and everything in the NHL so far this season. Like we've seen two players get turning suspensions. Up. Like, yeah. you know, is it about time? I would agree. Should have there been some stuff in the past that should have been held more accountable. I think everyone's just looking at the Chicago Blackhawks today and thinking, how did they not get first round picks forfeited when now they have Connor Bedard? And I think that's a fair. Well, sorry. All right. There you go. Big news out of Ottawa. Frank Saravalli is on it. Pierre Dorian out as GM. Press conference coming at 115 in Ottawa to confirm it. I know like the sticker shock of losing the first round pick is significant, but one, the NHL did give them a bit of a break. They can pick which year it's in. And they can pick which year it's in after the draft lottery. So like this year, if they miss the playoffs, whatever, keep your first next year. If you miss the playoffs, whatever, keep your first that third year, then some pressure, but you can pick the year where you make the playoffs. And then by the time the draft lottery kicks, be like, okay, you know what? This is the year we'll forfeit it. Hopefully we win a playoff round and it's not that good of a pick. I do think it's a little harsh, I think it's, but they clearly have reason for doing this. Like if on the trade call, if they have the trade call recorded and they have the centers going, no, there's no trade list. Just blatantly lying. Yeah. (laughs) And like, if you're that incompetent where you didn't know, or you couldn't remember your organization's that dysfunctional, then probably deserve the stiff punishment as well. I think that the penalty today of what the like losing the pick is not harsh. It's harsh in the sense of what other teams have been able to get away with in yeah, that maybe. regard. And also I think just the, and this is a thing for the NHL, just in general, just the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Hopefully from this point onwards, we can see the NHL like hand out punishments on a consistent basis that are, that are fair. Like we've seen it back to back now. Anderson got his four game. McAvoy got his four game. You know, like next time 
maybe something like this happens. Like, does it result in the same thing? Or does someone get their hands just slapped a little bit? I think that's what I want to see from the NHL now is that actually stick to your books. Yeah. If this is the ground you're you're putting down, then walk on it forever, you know? Yeah, and, and I think I agree with that. Uh, Tyler Mulek says, Steos to replace him, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's good. Or is this Steos' first GM hire, right? He is the president of Hockey Ops already. You kind of felt like Dorian wasn't long for this organization because someone like Steos had been brought in on top of him. I would assume Steve Steos, who's been a GM at the OHL level, I think he's going to be a pretty hands-on president of Hockey Ops. Yeah. Like, I could almost see this being maybe even a little bit of like a Masai Ujiri Bobby Webster to steal from the NBA almost all the time in the NBA, actually, right? The president of operations is the one who does most of the public facing stuff. The GM's there to do more of the grunt work, I guess, right? Yeah, it is interesting how that's kind of the approach of it all. And when in soccer, for example, like Mm -hmm. you don't hear from the director of football operations. It's all you hear about is from the manager. Yeah. Interesting now different sports are the way they are. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, Steos and the Sens handle this thing. Someone asked if the Oilers are going to get a pick from the Senators for the Steos hiring. No, remember the NHL stopped that rule immediately after the Oilers hired Shirelli and McClellan and had to give up picks. Remember, there was another thing too where they almost got punished for. Oh no, remember Keith? No, no. when the NHL was like, yeah, James Neal didn't score 20 goals. <laughs> that was it. But he probably would have. Yeah, but then they didn't like <laughs> compensate anybody else. And like nobody got the bonuses or yeah. anything like that because they might have scored 20. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like just NHL, just be it's consistent so, yeah. with it. Don't make up rules every day of your life. It's mm-hmm. so ridiculous. A lot of people connecting Peter Shirelli to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, it's hiring. There's been a little bit of smoke about that. No oh, way. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah. And Lauer kind of likes him. Do it. Uh, Do yeah. it. Yes. Dude, Pistol <laughs> Pete back at the helm. Who could we get? Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Who, what's what's the next Shirelli masterclass if he takes over the Sens? Tim Stutzla for Matthias Samuelson. <laughs> oh, no. Something real dumb. He'll that's be like, you know what? This team's way too talented. And then he'll just make sure he rounds up. He'll get rid of Thomas Shabbat because Jake Sanderson's now good. Shabbat that could nurse. be the move I see Shirelli yeah. pull. Yeah, we don't be- need him. Yeah, they'll they'll get rid of Chikrin or something. Like this room <laughs> guy, <laughs> off his nails. Um, Daki, aren't we only one year out from Ken Holland possibly retiring? I would say we're one year out from Ken Holland retiring. Um, so, like the Oilers are gonna, in all likelihood, need to make a GM hire before the beginning of next off season. I could the only scenario I could maybe see playing out in that regard. And again, this isn't me being an insider. This is not me having any sort of info. But I could see. Ken Holland, no matter how the season goes for the Oilers, sitting there and saying, I will stay on until the draft or and free agency. Yeah. Or like if you hire someone new, I'm gonna stick around and like help with the transition. And then like I didn't out. David Poyle just do that in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Aaron. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, with Barry Trotz coming on. Poyle stayed on. Trotz was there. They for the worked draft, together. And then I think he left. Yeah, and then he was gone. Remember the thing that happened right at the end where they um drafted Aiden Fink? With the last pick of the draft. Yeah. And who was it? Washington that traded the pick? Yeah. And it was like David Poyle's first ever pick was the GM, wasn't it? Yeah, Brian McClellan. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dry H says, isn't Connor's old agent going to be the new GM? No, he's the president. Yeah, he's already in the role. Yeah, he's already in the role. He's going to run the organization in a bunch of different facets. But this will be Jeff Jackson's first GM hire when Holland eventually retires. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably not going to be Peter Shirley, so don't worry about that. Dave Gagne. <laughs> Dude, don't don't even. There's a couple of names floating around there. I think people would kind of go like, although you know what I did think the other day? 
saw Doug Waite in town. I was like, damn, Billy Garen's a good GM out in Mini. Doug Waite's been around a few organizations. What is Brad Holland's job title? Assistant GM. Assistant GM. Is that could that be a little nepotism thing? I don't. I think the optics are bad enough that they would prevent them. Same thing with Keith Gretzky. I don't think Keith Gretzky would ever get the job because of the optics of it. Shame. Two good guys here. There's Ivan the organizer. Yeah, I really like Brad Holland. Actually, I think he's really good. Um, Loomis says hopefully Jackson implements a strong hierarchy. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, another thing that we wanted to get to with Frank, I know he's obviously swamped because he literally just broke news that an NHL GM got fired. Um, but Nicholas Backstrom going to be stepping away mm-hmm. from the Washington Capitals. Frank today on Daily Face Off Live kind of made it sound like this is it. End of the line. You kind of get that sense. You go back to the end of last season. And I mean, GM Brian McClellan in Washington kind of even said like, guys don't come back from this surgery. Yeah. So I think this is probably the end for Nicholas Backstrom. Did you know he's 82nd all time in NHL scoring? Really? Well, I guess he's really? 100 score. He had a th- over a thousand points in his regular season career. I guess you play that long feeding over the puck, yeah. but that's an under the radar thousand points to me. Under the radar thousand points. I've and I mean, let's be honest here. We're not talking about Ovi breaking a goal record if he's not riding shotgun with oh, a guy like no. Nicholas Backstrom. Oh, well. Every single year he had like 50 mm. assists. Yeah. And I, I think every single year we had 50 goals. Do the math. Um, so yeah, stick taps to Nicholas Baxter on a great career. And now, I mean, listen, if you're the Capitals, you're probably a little bit frustrated with all of this. He's a legend of your franchise. He's going to be a career cap who goes and is a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. He had good international success, won a ring. But if you're Brian McClellan, you're probably sitting there being like, God, could have had 9.2 million of LTIR space to spend that last summer. Instead, now you're this capital team that's kind of just middling right now. You're trying to stay competitive for OV, but now Backstrom's not there. What do you do? I think the play for the Capitals, they should honestly be looking at like the Kings and Rangers and teams like that and going, okay, they retooled very fast. Yeah, they did. You have your core still, Kuznetsov, John Carlson, Ovi's 38, so this probably getting to the end of the line here at some point, but Tom Wilson, 29, you're probably looking at those guys, and I think you kind of need to go, okay, let's sacrifice a few other pieces around here. This year, let's punt, let's get some first-round picks, get some youth in this thing. Next summer, cap goes up. If you put Backstrom on LTIR, they're projected to have $25 million in cap space at that point with... Five D men signed, one, two, three, four, six, seven forward signed, and a bunch of young guys that'll be dirt cheap. The play in Washington is to retool. Like, yeah. stop trying to do this whole get in is the eight seed thing. Yeah. I mean, look, now everyone's going to be the LA Kings where they just go on and win the Stanley Cup as an eight seed. It's mm-hmm. a difficult thing to try and accomplish. And Washington's the only team I'll forgive for not trying to go into a rebuild. Well, like you have all these veteran guys. goal record, brother. Goal record. To go for it. What is he? Less than seventy now, or right around seventy to Close, get it. Yeah, it's very cool how the entire organization has pulled together to be like, okay, this is, this is what we're playing for. Yeah, it's all it's all about Ovi. Um, right now, Alex Ovechkin is. I want to get the actual number here. He is dead on seventy. You're correct, Liam. So he should hit it next year. Like he should probably be able to get thirty five more this year, and then thirty five next year. It might yeah. linger to that. He's got three more this year and two more on his deal. So how many goals does he have this year? Not a lot. Actually, I got it right here. I scored that one again. Yeah, yeah. He has he, two. Two. So he'll score 35 more this year, I think. 37 goal a year for Ovi, probably. Yeah. 
<laughs> he will. He's going hesitancy with, right yeah, there. Right? Like, it's not about Ovi for me. It's about yeah. who's going to help him get the puck. Like, Kuznetsov is obviously legit. Dylan Strom's good, who mm-hmm. also just doesn't have an assist this season. Carlson, I suppose, there's still a lot of firepower there, but I don't think they're a playoff team, which sucks for them. And yeah, I agree. McLennan's probably in a tough spot where he's like, okay, well, would have been nice. Uh, Aaron, I'm taking over the producer controls for a second because we have our own breaking news. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh, this can take me a second here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> there it is. Okay, I, I, I have received a text from an unnamed source. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> oh, baby. Frank Saravalli's on his way, everybody. Aaron, I don't know what yeah, I, I got messed you. up. I got Thank you. you. I got you. Thank I got you. you. Uh, Frank Saravalli will be here in a second. So we'll wrap up the show with our talk with Frank Saravalli. But first, let's get to the menu for tonight in the sporting world. And it's delivered by our friends at DoorDash. Ding dong. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> what the hell was that? Well, no look. I went there. Aaron, Aaron hit the ding dong from the back of the room. Angles, uh, for a limited time, our Canadian users can, or our Canadian listeners can download the DoorDash app, use the promo code NATION25, and get 25% off and no delivery fees on their first order of $10 or more. Shout out to DoorDash. Tonight, there is one game you're going to be watching as an Oilers fan. It is Calgary versus Dallas. What are Oilers fans rooting for tonight? <clears throat> the Dallas Stars to beat the ever-loving hell out of the Calgary Flames so that they kick their feet up and roll into Edmonton mm-hmm. nice and relaxed tomorrow with Scott Wedgwood between the pipes. I was going to say, I'm rooting for a Jack, uh, Jake Harden just stop. Yep. He really is confirmed. That. Yes! So we're good. Let's go! Um, also, Yotes Ducks tonight. I'm in on that game. Yotes Ducks? Yep. Do you know what? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Two teams that are actually pretty fun. Yeah. Also, the main entree tonight, courtesy Ooh. of DoorDash, Texas Rangers can win the World Series against the Arizona Dallas. They're gonna- still going. 3-1, 3-1 for Texas. I, do you know what? I saw the score yesterday. What was it? 10-1 at one point. I finished like closer. It was right? close-ish. Yeah. And I was like, wow, 10-1. I yep. wonder how long is left. And it was like fourth in it. Okay. Like, we sports. don't want to keep Frank Servali waiting. Let's I get to the him. star mechanical guest line. Frank, thanks for hopping out on the show. Fresh off whoa. the whoa. Fresh <laughs> off the heels of breaking some news. 
take us through it. What led to this decision in Ottawa? I think this was a while coming. Um, there was speculation rampant back in the summer that, look, new owner coming in in Michael Anlauer, someone who has spent a long time in this game. He was a Montreal Canadiens minority owner, had worked really closely with Steve Steos and building the OHL's Hamilton Bulldogs. They won two championships together. And so it kind of felt like only a matter of time that at some point, Michael Ann Lauer would begin to make some changes and these guys would want to install their own people. He buys the team on September 21st. Eight days later, he installs Steve Steos as president of Hockey Ops. And I think it's been full-on evaluation mode since then. And you have a really embarrassing punishment that comes down. The Sens were stripped of a future first-round pick uh, as a result of the way they, they mismanaged a player's no-trade clause. That comes down earlier on Wednesday, and what that kind of does is open the door for the Sens to make some changes. Do we know anything about the process of hiring a new GM in Ottawa? Is there a list of front runners, or is this a situation where they're happy with maybe Steos running things in the interim and really taking their time with this? Um, I, I actually don't have details on that yet. That has been... Um, harder to come by. I think there is some prevailing thought out there that Steve Steos will just take the interim role for now. And then they'll go about hiring a formal general manager. I also have heard rumblings of a couple different names that have been out there. One of them previously was Peter Shirelli. Of course, everyone in Edmonton would know that name, but he has some deep and longstanding ties to the Ottawa community. I don't know if he's ultimately going to be in the mix or not. I actually asked uh, Michael Anlauer about Peter Shirelli, who had been rumored to be connected to the team back at the Board of Governors meeting um, in October. And he had said that Shirelli reached out, but that they hadn't had a chance to connect yet. So uh, I think there's a lot of different stuff floating out there. And I you know, certainly would hesitate to, to say for sure what the Sens will be announcing in just about a half hour's time. I think Shirley would be a great hire, if anyone was wondering. And Thanks. <laughs> one thing, Frank, that's has been very apparent by the NHL the last few weeks is they seem to be giving out much harsher punishments. We've seen two players get four-game suspensions. Obviously, Shane Pinto, 41 games, and now the Ottawa Senators getting stripped of a first-round pick within the next yeah. three years. Are they taking a different approach to punishments this year? Is this just kind of unique circumstances of what's actually happened? Yeah, I think they're all kind of different and unrelated. Um, look, there were a number of people who pointed out today that the punishment was way more harsh in terms of a first round pick forfeiture for botching a no trade list than it was for the Chicago Blackhawks uh, paying a two and a half million dollar fine for covering up uh, the sexual assault of Kyle Beach. I don't know what the right answer is here in terms of what punishment does look like. I think maybe the most surprising part of the way that this all unfolded today is that we're 19 months, 591 days after the 2022 trade deadline. And this is the punishment that comes down that trade to back everyone up and tell the backstory of it. Um, when the Sens traded Evgeny Dadanoff to Vegas they were asked on the call, is there anything that we need to be aware of in terms of a no trade list? And the Sens said no. Um, so then the Golden Knights had this player. They go to trade him to the Ducks. 
And all of a sudden his agent speaks up and says, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. The Ducks are on his no trade list and the Golden Knights sit back and say, what are you talking about? There is no trade list. The Sens never advised the Golden Knights that one existed and didn't pass one along. And so you end up in a situation where the Golden Knights were embarrassed. They didn't get to complete a trade that they needed to for salary cap purposes. And so um, they kind of continue to pursue justice here, which ultimately ends up in the Sens uh, wearing this with having to forfeit a first round pick in either 2024, five or six, uh, a year of their choosing. And they can make the decision like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. after the draft lottery. So, um, a little bit of flexibility there from the Sens. obviously a big, big news day for you, Frank. I feel like we're so dialed in right now with yes. serious business hockey talk, but I wanted to ask what you thought of the heritage classic in Edmonton. You were oh, sitting yeah, in the always. stands. You were one of us. I was. I always am. Um, I loved it. Uh, We had a great weekend. My whole family came with me to Edmonton. Um, Who knew? Like Edmonton kids paradise. They didn't. Neither one of them wanted to leave. Uh, So had a great time hanging with you guys. A team dinner on Friday night and, um, you know, just all sorts of different stuff throughout the weekend. We went to FanFest twice because my son loved it so much. The hardest shot and the accuracy shooting. Um, So that was fun. And then, of course, the outdoor game. Um, It was a beautiful day. Um, It just I think Edmonton put on a show, all things considered. And. Yeah, I was one of those people that was stuck in the craziness trying to get from one side of Commonwealth to the other a couple different times, uh, but certainly wouldn't uh, have that be a knock on anything uh, that happened in terms of the event. It was a great, great setup. Is this something that you think the NHL could improve in these events? You've obviously been to quite a few. Mine personally would be that Nickelback needs to play more than two songs. <laughs> it was three. Right? And if they could sing more than one of their own songs i would also be pretty it was sweet. three if you were there i wasn't there i know <laughs> well that's because they went to commercial break and it was actually kind of funny because i his name is chad right the lead chad singer Ruger, yeah yeah he he had said he's like good they went to commercial break now we can do whatever the bleep we want and so it was actually kind of funny that they did end up adding a third um i thought the nickelback part was a nice touch i loved how it was just like a cool little thing like nothing that would really like capture anyone's attention or anything but knowing that Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl and others are big nickelback fans Mm. they had those guys still playing as the both teams walked out of their locker rooms and onto the ice so they got to hear a little bit of it i thought that was really cool and um i just felt like every little bit of it from the design of the field with the graphics to the uniforms, to the flyover, to the moment of silence for Adam Johnson. Like I felt like they hit just about every right note and it's not always easy to do, but to answer your question about what they could change, um, my answer would be do it in Canada more often. There's only been so few heritage classics. I know they feel like they're kind of limited from a venue perspective and I get that, but get creative. I'm sure there's lots of different things you could do. And like, why not put one, I don't know, in Rogers center, put it at the sky dome. Well, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I do think we probably shouldn't have to go another 20 years before one comes back to Edmonton. I know it makes it special when you don't do one all the time, but maybe 10 years from now we get another one. Uh, uh, by the way, let me just say one thing. Um, 
if you're going to do it again, don't gouge the fans. I thought that was one thing that was really tough is looking at the ticket prices and how expensive it was. Um, I, I actually bought tickets. Uh, so I understand this time around, didn't go for the media pass, bought tickets for me and my son. And it was like 900 and some bucks for two tickets. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. And you saw like there were unsold tickets day of still on Ticketmaster. If you knock yeah. those prices down 40 bucks, that would not have been the case for those upper bowl ones. It's just such an issue. I don't know what it's like in the U.S., but Canada, right? Like yeah. there was talk about like the Winnipeg Jets and all that. It's like, oh, there's not tickets available. Uh, tickets too expensive. Like it's just a hockey thing, I think, and it's ridiculous at this point. They need to make it more affordable for people. I actually and- have a funny story about that, by the way. Um, so I, I told you guys my whole family came out to Edmonton and we loved it. Um, we had two tickets to the game, just me and my son, as I mentioned, that we bought, but. At the fan fest, my daughter, who's seven, did like the hardest shot thing. And she afterwards with sport check, you get to like spin a prize wheel and like the tiniest little sliver on the wheel possible. uh, She spun the wheel and won a pair of Heritage Classic tickets. I gave those to to Tyler and his girlfriend. uh, But the point being. I, we had two extra tickets to spare and it was all because of my daughter who's standing there crying. and was like, I didn't, you know, I got shot at 12 miles an hour. She was upset and like cold and crying. And then she, of course, her of all people end up winning heritage classic tickets. And then Amber got to go to the game. It was a very big moment. Uh, Couple more quickly for you, because I know we're getting towards the end of the show here, but you mentioned they hit all the right notes in terms of the presentation. It also helps when the home team wins Uh, the Oilers with, one victory over the flames seem to have like righted the ship vibes wise. It is a totally different feel around this team than it was a week ago. And I think if you're an Oiler fan, what you're hoping for is that they're not resting on one outdoor game as sort of being a difference maker. Can it help, you know, kind of propel you on your way? I think if you get your fundamentals right and do things the right way, which, um, Paul Coffey and Ken Holland, I believe, had a meeting with the team over the weekend and basically asked them, like, what kind of team do you want to be? Average, good, or great? And that's going to require sacrifice and effort. And I think you saw a bit more of that with how hungry they were for pucks, little things like that, that ultimately, um, despite a a bunch of hurdles to start the game, a a slew of penalties, some five-on-threes, that they were able to not just hang in, but grab control of the game. And as talented as they are, you would think that the work ethic and effort part of it would be sort of the easiest thing to figure out. Sometimes teams need a jolt. And I'm wondering if the whole last few days that had transpired will help set this team on on the right course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last one for you. You're in Philly. There was the big James Harden trade the other day. That wash broke at 3.30 a.m. Eastern, I believe. There's also a crazy story. Like he was about to board a plane and one of his sources texted him and was like, don't board the plane. This trade might go down. And he didn't. He skipped his flight. 3.30 a.m. is when he broke it. I want to know what's the latest in the night you've ever broken a deal. Ooh, uh, one of the trade deadline years. I think there was one... There was actually a trade that was percolating this year. Um, It was Nick Bonino. So 2023, it was Nick Bonino going from San Jose to Pittsburgh. And I was watching the end of that game. I think it was at 1030 Eastern start. So it would have been like one something in the morning. 
that cameras captured Sharks GM Mike Greer going down to the locker room to talk to Nick Bonino and essentially ask him, like, do you want to be traded here or not? And I was like all over people on the phone. It was like two, two fifteen, two thirty Eastern. And finally someone just said to me, dude, you can go to bed. And like, I was sitting here going like, and I have no life. Like what a loser trying to work on like a Nick Bonino for a fifth round pick trade, which ultimately didn't end up coming until like 12 hours later. But I woke up at like six something and I had saw that one of my competitors tweeted it out like Nick Bonino going to the pens. And I was like pissed. Like I was like, that is like unreal. I'm up here texting people at two something, getting nothing. And all of a sudden I wake up at six and get hit in the face by a two by four. <laughs> what do I, I wake up? <laughs> I, I always like those stories. Uh, Frank, thanks for hopping on. No, you're busy. We'll let you go. Have a good one, guys. There you hey, go, Frank. Frank Servali on the Star Mechanical guest line. Quickly, we'll wrap up the show with our betting picks for tonight. I kind of like Arizona to keep the World Series alive, but I know you all care about the hockey picks. I nailed that Quinn Hughes one yesterday. So don't look now. I'm on a one-game heater. Tonight, Yotes money line. The Ducks are a paper okay. tiger. They're frauds. The Yotes are 2-0 and this year when they're favorites on the season. I love that. Kind of like the Stars to beat the Flames as well, but the odds aren't great. Um, so my favorite play that and the Alex Tuck shot prop. I like those two. What's a um, Frank Vitrano goal? I'm trying to load it here. I don't know. Plus 180, I think we said before. Yeah, I think so. Let's do that. Yeah. He's, he's due to stop scoring. I don't mock your picks. You can't mock mine. <laughs> Shout out to Betway, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. We got one more thing to get yep. to today on the show. Our friends at Wendy's. We have officially teamed up. The Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool is live. It's here. If you're in Canada, go to dailyfaceoff.com right now. Head to the site, sign in, sign up. There also might be a little perk for signing up as well, Ooh. if you catch what I'm saying. And then you go in and let's start it off. We have a little four-day run here where you are going and you can pick from one of these 10 options for tonight. If you win, you survive, you live to see another day. Yes. If you survive the four-day gap, you get a prize. All right. Pretty cool stuff. This I blocked awesome. in my pick, but I went with the chalky play today. Jason Robertson to pick up a point against Calgary Flames. Yeah, I went the same. Direction. I also went that way at forty-seven percent. I think so. Went with that. When you make your pick, it'll tell you what percentage of people have picked what on the slate. Right. The Robertson one is fifty percent of competitors, so I am a little bit tempted to fade it now and go with Colorado over three and a half goals against the Blues. Because only like 10% are on that one. And if Robertson misses, then all of a sudden we've cut the field in half. But I think Robertson is such a lock. Yeah, Robertson feels good. Oh, McKinnon's a shooter. McKinnon is a shooter. Um, Fatrano's a goal scorer, apparently. <laughs> all of a sudden, that's, that's a lock. Calgary, mess. I, I like the Colorado one. Are yeah, we doing a team that. one? Are we going Owen oh, everyday one? Okay, then let's. Uh, we're on Robertson then, I think. Because we all yeah. agreed on that. Okay, sure. I was going to say Colorado. I can switch it to Colorado. Were you going to say that or are you saying that? I'm saying, I'm saying Colorado. Okay, Colorado over three and a half goals. Let's go. Is that the squad ride? That is it. Let's see if we can stay yeah, Hands locked in. in. Hands One, in. Two, three. Colorado. <laughs> go out. Um, all right, so we're on Colorado. You can play along. Tyler Mulek, can you only pick one? It won't let me pick tomorrow. Yeah, you got to, if you win, then tomorrow. When you're in. When you win, tomorrow unlocks. Yes. That kind of thing. Um, Chris, if you lose, the- get a barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. Shout out to Wendy's. We're excited to be partnering up with our friends at Wendy's Canada. Uh, Chris is in on the Facebook. Frank, why do you always sound like you're talking from a phone booth every time you talk to Bob Stoffer? Chris, just listen to him on our show. He sounds fine on our show every week. 
There you go. Who's Bob? I love Bob. I, I've never met him, but he's But I like nice Frank's guy. hits on this show more. Because you get to see Frank. You get to see his face. And it's at noon. Background. Exactly. Yeah, we get the news. Stoffa gets the news from us. Well, <laughs> what time I said that? Well, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's entirely true. Why's your phone ringing? It's Bob. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that is a wrap on today's edition of the show. A big, big shout out to Betway, DoorDash, Star Mechanical, Alberta Blue Cross, Sherwood Ford, and Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, Sports Closet for the Sports Closet Studio, and Finning Cat. Everyone over on the YouTube chat, you were fantastic. We hit our like goal. We had a ton of comments. We went five minutes late today to make up for the fact we went five minutes short yesterday. Sam Gagne's back. He's an Edmonton Oiler. Tomorrow's a Sherwood Ford Giant game day. And I have pizza in my bag that I want to go eat. What you enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow, 1201 Mountain for a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show. I'm going to drink three liters of water. (laughs) We all are going to drink three (laughs) liters of water, too. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.